The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, May 18th, 2020. The woman in your life will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life, she can rest so easily. She does everything you do because the woman in your life is you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host. And with me at the board is my friend, my partner, and engineer, and co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning. Good morning. Well, what a beautiful day coming across the, the freeway today and looking at all those beautiful clouds. It looks like it might be a little bit of rain that we need so desperately. And we're still in uh, pandemic mode, you know, although I've got some good news and I'll make some announcements. It looks like here in Sonoma County, we're loosening up a little bit and opening up some of our businesses. And I'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, I have two very special guests with me this morning, and they're both going to be joining me on the phone. However, we are live right here in the studio. Every Monday, I mean, this is almost this is almost getting to be our uh, our, our event for the month, for the for the week coming to the studio here. Well, I have two special guests joining me on the phone. Will be Janine Murray, the executive director of Sonoma County Go Local. Uh, she'll joining me from her home, and uh, she will be talking about uh, some of the. Uh, perks of being a part of Go Local and also some of the challenges that uh, some of the businesses are having as they try to open up here downtown and all across the county. I mean, it's just it's just been an amazing process. I mean, just listening to the radio every day and finding out what's going on. And I'm really very excited about uh, businesses opening up and people have a chance again to earn their wages, etc. But a reminder, everybody still has to be careful. And I will, I will go through that at the next part of the show. Also joining me will, on the phone will be uh, Susan Jensen, the co-owner of Economy Plumbing here in Santa Rosa. And we'll be talking about, you know, it's always good to hear from the horse's mouth. She's a small business owner. Uh, she's been considered uh, essential. And we're going to talk about some of the challenges her company has faced being an essential business and what steps they took to make sure everyone was protected. And how how is it going to change? You know, how is it going to change now that they're opening up a little bit. I mean, it may not change, but I know one thing for sure, all businesses need to make sure that we, the public, are protected. Um, Also, you know, I, really, I was very, very honored that this morning I got a wonderful email from a supervisor and a chair of Sonoma County Supervisors here in Sonoma County. I've had Susan on several times giving us an update, but it looks like they're having a, a big meeting this morning trying to talk about all the new things that are happening here in our county. And I'm sure, I mean, we, we reach out to 18 counties here on this station, and I'm sure everybody's having the same thoughts and the same ideas and the same challenges that we're meeting here. So Susan was very, Supervisor Gorn was very generous. She sent me an update and this is real interesting to hear she how I'll let you see how she started out. Uh, Dear Elaine, this is the hard part of opening when we hear from so many people in the community that they are hurting and yet we still have to follow the science of sheltering in place. So that's really important that we have to follow the science and and to me it's uh, a question that I have. 
You know, they've been having these protests across the country. You know, people showing up in crowds, not wearing masks, screaming, open up, you're violating my freedom. And I just don't understand that. I really don't. It's not a violation of freedom. We always have choice. But the choice that we're making here is to watch out for each other, to protect one another. And I know it's difficult financially. It's difficult financially for many, many, many of us. But at the same time, we still have to protect each other. We still have to recognize that we are in a pandemic, that we do have a virus that is circulating very, very rapidly once it gets a chance, especially when people cluster together. So I really want to encourage people to start thinking about that. Nobody's taking your freedom away when they ask you to wear a mask. What they're saying is protect your neighbor. You know, we call ourselves a Christian nation. You know, I hear all these things about religion and how, how the president was chosen by God. Well, you know, one of the rules is love your neighbor as yourself. You know, so that means when you're taking care of yourself, you're taking care of your neighbor. So so just think about that for a moment. So as we open up, as we go into stores, as we mingle a little bit more, just be careful. Make sure you wear your mask. Make sure you have something to wipe your hands. And just be cautious. I know for myself as a mother, when I was a young mother particularly, if if there was any situation that there was just a possibility that could happen, something could happen to my child, I would follow the rules. And nobody's trying to take our freedom away. You know, and I question, I question what is going on. I mean, I really do. We have to start thinking about this. We are in this together. Together. Anyway, just a a few thoughts here. So let's just talk about first the good news, starting with, I guess, the Board of Supervisors made an amendment. Uh, Dr. Macy, who is the one who is overseeing all this, I guess, agreed with it. And I'll just give you a list of some of the uh, businesses that are going to be open. Car washers, uh, car washes. (laughs) I mean, with all the rain, it's amazing. But still, people love to get their cars done. Uh, Pet groomers and dog walking services. Uh, Residential maid services and janitorial cleaning services. You know, it's really interesting. Residential maid services and janitorial cleaning services. You know, something oftentimes, these are the people who were paid the least you know, they're not CEOs of a corporation, so usually they're working with minimum wage or maybe a little bit over that. Maybe every once in a while they get a, a bonus. But these are really important people. They keep our homes clean. They keep our offices clean. You know, when they start cleaning, maybe we should show just a little bit of appreciation. Uh, also, outdoor museums. And now that's an interesting concept. I'm going to have to check that one out. What does it mean to have an outdoor uh, a museum? Open-air galleries, outdoor exhibitions spaces. Child care facilities can open to those outside of the essential workforce. So that means now people can uh, that are starting to go back to work in uh, regular businesses, not essentials, uh, they all will now have um, uh, child care available to them. Offices where staff teleworking is not possible, though still closed to the public. Mall retailing of essential products can occur by the curbside. And that, that's interesting. But the malls and, uh, and uh, storefronts must remain close to the public. So, so the little by little, they're easing it. Now, it's not instant. You know, everybody's screaming, you know, we got to go back to normal. You know, I want to get my hair done. You know, everything in time. You know, when we look at our, when we look at just Sonoma County alone, just look at the state, the state of California. We have done very, very well as far as 
calming the curb down, as they said. So we need to continue. We need to continue to wear gloves. We need to continue to wear our masks. We need to consider to be considerate of other people and not not go in large groups. And also, you can read um, you can read more about uh, they have uh, for Sonoma County. They have a special website for the pandemic that you can get more information. Hopefully, maybe next week I will have Supervisor Gorn on again, and she will be able to give us more information. But the most important thing that I want to mention once again, you know, maybe I sound like a Jewish mother, I don't know, be safe, be smart, you know, and be secure. You know, you're secure when you follow rules and you know that you're doing something to protect yourself. So that's very, very important. Well, I also have a few things, you know, what I like to do is I love to talk about our history is our strength. And I was listening this morning to uh, Amy Goodman, which I thought was very interesting, and she was talking to this doctor about past pandemics, you know, past issues that were happening around the globe. And, you know, we will get through this, even though it's difficult. And the economy, you know, the economy will recover, you know, even though it's always a struggle. The most important thing is that you're still alive. Your children are still alive. And we're still healthy. I mean, I'm just grateful that we're able to come into the studio. And I'm grateful we were able to get alcohol to just wipe everything down to make sure that we're safe. Even though even though we know that there are people that are not coming here that that have the virus, we are still we are still wiping down and making sure that everything is clean and that we are safe. And we're just encouraging everybody else to do the same thing. Well... Our history, like I said, our history is our strength. And some very interesting things happened in this month. And what I try to do, and I want to do a shout-out to the the Women's National History Alliance here that was founded here in Sonoma County because I I gleam all their information from their website. And it's very interesting that on May 19, 1930, Lorraine Hansberry was the first African-American woman the first African-American woman in 1930 to write a Broadway play, A Raisin in the Sun. I remember, I remember that was one of the first movies that I really saw and really got to get the feeling of what racism was all about and what African-American people had to put up with in order to make a way through the, through the country. So that happy birthday to her. That was her birthday on May 19th, and she made her transition in 1965. Well, on May 19th, 1921... This is so interesting to me. Yuri Kochamama, a civil rights and political activist influenced by her Japanese-American family's internment and her association with Malcolm X, she advocated for many causes, including black separatism, the anti-war movement, the revolution in China, preparations, uh, you know, reparations for Japanese-American interns, and the rights of people imprisoned by the U.S. government. It's very interesting every once in a while when you find a Japanese woman that has done so much. Uh, And also on May 21st, 1932, this is really interesting, Amelia Earhart, we all know who that is, Putnam, becomes the first woman to complete a solo transatlantic flight by flying 2,026 miles from Newfoundland to Ireland in just 15 hours. You know, I mean, think about it. You know, the most amazing thing to me, and I think about this a lot, especially when I hear airplanes, 
what an invention we made. The fact that we can fly. We can fly in the air. We can go across the continent. The sad part of it is we had to add bombs to it and we had to make it part of our military. I mean, when you think about it, imagine they were talking about I, I was watching a documentary and they were talking about the different things that went on in England when they were dropping bombs during World War II. And I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, what a horrible situation that must have been. But it passed. You know, once we put our minds to something and once we try to just move forward and make things better, things will get better. Well, that's a lot to think about. And I want to do I really want to do a special shout out all to all the frontline workers. I mean, it's just amazing, particularly the nurses and doctors that are caring for the ill. You know, they put their lives on the line and they put their lives on the line. And that's why we have to be saved out of respect to one another. You know, out of consideration and respect. I mean, I, I think about some of the things that people are saying about to wear a mask, they're losing their freedom. I mean, thank goodness we have free airways where we can advise people to wear a mask. We can advise people how to take care of themselves. I mean, before when they had epidemics like this, didn't have the communication we have today. You know, and yeah, it's uncomfortable. You know, and it might be, you know, you have to stay home. I mean, I didn't I didn't particularly like it. It was interesting. We had a visit from a, from a friend of ours yesterday that was bringing over a gift that my grandson and granddaughter sent us for Mother's Day. And I couldn't believe how wonderful it was to see somebody, another human being, and talk to them. I mean, we're, we've been isolated. What, it's almost two months? It's almost two months now. That's amazing. But at the same time, you know, I start writing my memoirs and got my house clean. I'm starting to get my house a little bit more in order. In fact, I had uh, can clean out this one basket. I couldn't believe it. Once it was done, I thought, God, we have the time to do things that maybe we haven't done before. Well, that's a lot to think about. And, you know, if you have any opinions or you agree with me or you disagree with me or there's a topic that you'd like to cover or even if there's a guest that you know would be very important to be on the airways, please email me. I have a new email. So it's on my website, www.womenspaces.com. But I do have an email. A new email, because what's happening is the old email is just not working anymore. You know how that goes. So it's E-L-A-I-N-E-B, the letter B, Holtz, H-O-L-T-Z, at gmail.com. So that's Elaine B. Holtz at gmail.com. For those of you who might be curious as to what the B stands for, it stands for Beverly. But it also reminds me to be here now. You know, and then I'm a beautiful child of the great creator, and I'm doing the very best I can. You know, I used to do workshops at one time, and I'd have people take their middle initial and see if give themselves an affirmation. You know, I can't believe how many times I had to introduce people, or I did a seminar, or even when I come on the on the radio, I always remind myself, I'm Elaine B. I'm doing the best that I can. And P.S. Ken and I are also beekeepers well we're going to take a musical break and i can't believe that i found this song it's called get together by one of my favorite artists kate wool and when we return i'm excited i will be talking with susan jensen who's the co-owner of economy plumbing here in santa rosa and we'll be talking about some of the challenges that small businesses continue to face something i've been very 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 
uh, curious about. You know, the song I picked is as we open up businesses and restriction is just to remember to take care of ourselves, you know, and to get together to realize that we are not alone. We are a family of humanity. We are all human beings living on this beautiful planet. When I look at the clouds, when I come over here, all of a sudden I say to myself, wow, what a mystery we live in. What a divine mystery. If only we could all look at it and look at each other and realize what a mystery it is that we are even here. Well, let's go ahead and play the song, Ken, and when we come back, we will be talking with Susan Jensen. Thanks again. Love is but a song we sing Fear's the way we die
What a perfect song. Let's get together. Let's love one another. Let's have a little bit of compassion for what we've all been going through. It's just amazing. Anyway, for you just joining us, you are listening to KBBF 89.1 FM Calistoga, Santa Rosa. And I want to remind my listeners the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of KBBF, its board of directors, its members, and women's spaces. And I want to throw a little plug in here right now to make sure you want, try to read online maybe or get a hold of the paper for the Sunday paper of the Press Democrat. There is a wonderful, wonderful article about the station and hopefully that you will enjoy it. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, I want to do, introduce my first guest. Joining me on the phone is Susan Jensen, co-owner of Economy Plumbing here in Santa Rosa. Welcome, Susan. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Good morning. Thank you. My pleasure. Well, it's my hope that we can shed a little light. You know, oftentimes you read about what's going on with small businesses, but it's always a pleasure to talk to someone who's right there on the, you know, on the front lines trying to take care of people. So let's start out by tell us a little bit about your company and uh, what your mission is. And I, I would like to just throw this in for to my listeners. Susan Jensen just happens to be my daughter and I'm so proud of her. So welcome again, Susan, and thank you so much for doing this. So tell us a bit about you and your company and what its mission is. Well, I am, like you said, I'm one of the co-owners. My um, co-owner is Brad Hood, and we've owned the company for over 20 years now, and the company was owned by his former boss probably about 15 or 20 years before that. So Economy Plumbing has been around Sonoma County for quite a long time. And, you know, we're proud to be a local company. We're not a franchise. Um, we have a total um, employee count of six. And, yeah, and we're happy to help our local customers. Well, you know, I'm, after you, I'm going to be interdu- uh, interviewing Janine Murray from Go Local. I believe you guys are a member of Go Locals also. Yes, uh huh. I know her. I've met her a few times. She's a really wonderful person to work with. And yeah, we um, enjoy partnering with Go Local. Well, you know, when I think of the pandemic, you know, I think of, like you say, your, bus- your business has been around 20 years before you even bought it, and now you've owned it, owned it for around 20 years. You know, what was your company like? What, how was it different, say, prior to the pandemic to, than to what is happening in today's world? Well, um, you know, first and foremost, it seems like when the when it really came out about the pandemic, it just felt like the world just stopped, like everything stopped. No phones, no people, no nothing, nobody on the streets. And it was really a scary experience, and we just kind of didn't know what the future was going to hold. Um, I think people were afraid to have someone come into their house, so they were putting off, you know, having any type of repairs done. And then probably after the first two or to three weeks, as things started to settle down a little bit, we started to get some phone calls for some repairs. And they, you know, everyone questioned us about our safety when we came in. And and the guys, of course, are wearing masks and gloves and shoe booties and, um, you know, keeping social distance as required. But it seems like more and more um, have been starting to feel more comfortable having us come into their homes and make repairs. And there's been, I think, more repairs with people being home more often. 
So well, that's what we're kind of experiencing at this moment in time. Well, another thing, too, like I, you, you talk about all of a sudden you have six employees and all of a sudden, you know, you, all of a sudden these new restrictions that you have to have a meeting. How did you go about getting the gear? You know, many people were complaining that there weren't enough masks available. How did you go about equipping everybody? Well, we were lucky we had some on hand, you know, because sometimes they do jobs that require masks anyway. So we did have some on hand, and we were able to get some, you know, when um, we first learned of what was going on. And um, so, yeah, so we were okay. I mean, we have a supplier that gets us all our gloves, and we had a minimal amount of masks that the guys took care of. And we have a very small office staff. There's only three of us in here. So it didn't, you know, we really didn't have to wear masks or anything like that in here because we're all spread apart in this office. Well, you know, uh, was there resistance? I mean, you know, I'm thinking about some of these protests that are going downtown that, you know, people don't want to wear masks. They feel they're taking their freedom away. Was there resistance in your office? I mean, did people just feel like, hey, this has to happen and we're just going to go for it? No, I, there there definitely wasn't any resistance because the guys are putting themselves in harm's way going into these people's houses. So it was about protecting them as well as protecting our customers. So no, there wasn't resistance at all in that respect. Do you find, do you think that uh, that is pretty typical of small business? you feel the people around you that somehow that they're adhering to all that and seem to be surviving that way also? Yeah, I mean, we... We feel very fortunate that we were considered an essential business um, right from the get-go. So we were able to stay open. I know there's many, many businesses that had to completely shut down. So we felt very fortunate that we at least could kind of keep limping along through this. So we don't have any complaints there at all. That's a good and word. our customers were so appreciative when we answered the phone because the ones who did call us were pretty desperate. You know, you have to have running water. You have to have functioning toilets, you know. So they were like, oh, thank goodness you're open. So they were very appreciative and kind. Well, that, that, that's amazing. That really is. Well, you know, m- most of the time what I've been hearing, particularly over the airways, is the financial challenge and then also uh, the fact that, you know, uh, the government was uh, doing a payroll protection for some businesses and they were also giving some some loans. How was that for you? Did you apply? Was that easy? Was it, I know uh, for a while there you didn't even know what was going to happen. You didn't know if you had a date. Can you talk a little bit about the experience of trying to get the loans from the government and did you finally get, have you finally been able to be funded? Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a learning curve. I mean, we, when things kind of, like I said, when everything came to a stop, we started to, you know, look into if there was any type of assistance so that we could keep our doors open and we didn't want to lay off any of our plumbers. They're all on salary, so they got paid whether they were here or not. So we really wanted to find a way to stay afloat. And so we learned about this Paytech Protection Program, but it, it just, it was the... In the beginning, the information was, you know, hard to find. But as time went on, there was more and more um, information on the SBA, from the SBA, the Small Business Association. And so I just started researching and um, 
and asking a couple of different accountants and realized you had to go through your personal bank. So that was the main thing I really learned and that I would tell your customers is that even if they don't have a particular relationship with a banker, now is the time. Now is the time to reach out to one person that you can work with. So when you do um, apply online, you can have someone to follow up with because there's no account numbers given to you. There's no phone numbers. It's it's really odd. It's an odd process. And we applied early on, but I guess we missed the first wave. I don't know if there were just complications through the bank and then um, then we were able to finish the application and get down to actually signing the note. And then um, that even took some time. And then finally, um, as of last week, we were funded. Yeah, it's, so it, it, I that fa- was a big day. <laughs> I found out that uh, the government has actually issued some information on uh, how, how to get the loans that you're getting to be forgiven. So that's finally got out there, which is really, right. which is really mm-hmm. exciting. Yes. And that that definitely helped. And then just from talking to people and talking to accountants, we were given advice on, you know, how to keep everything nice and clean, like possibly open a separate account that you can fund from so that, you know, so that you can show that you're using the funds properly as per instructed. Yeah, I guess that, you know, follow the rules. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You follow the rules, you find that you have less problems than ever. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we're coming to the end of this segment, and I'm going to ask you a little funny question, you know, to kind of end this. Uh, Also, uh, any other advice that you have to give our listeners? But, you know, uh, you're a woman-owned business. Are you a plumber? (laughs) That is funny. No, I'm not. And my um, my, disp- my dispatcher and friend that I work alongside with, we both have just learned from people calling in and then just seeing what the guys order and what the invoices look like. So we visually have an idea, you know, of how things are fixed. But, um, you know, I, we are not plumbers by any any way shape or form but i know i know from experience from my own personal experience you certainly know how to give good advice on on what to do and how to get it absolutely fixed. well mm-hmm. yeah when people call in we you know it's never a fun deal to call in a plumber i mean it's a you're anxious and so we try to put our customers at ease for sure right from the get-go when we answer the phone well, I can tell by just talking to you. It's so easy to hear you and to talk to you, and you just give you just project that that feeling. Well, any last words before we say goodbye? You know, anything? Uh, no, I just would say to your listeners: if you did apply, don't give up. That's the main thing. Don't give up. Follow up with your banker, and be persistent. And they will. The bank will find a way to give you an answer. And if you stay persistent, um, I think you'll be happy with the outcome. That that would be my main words of advice. Well, that's that's the secret to success in any area. The big key, persistent. Well, Susan Jensen, co-owner of Economy Plumbing here in Sonoma County, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on Women's Spaces and for taking care of our community the way you do. And I look forward to talking to you again. Me too. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And be well. It was a pleasure, my friend. Okay. Bye-bye. Wow. You know, you see, you hear me. The most important thing that Susan said, in my mind, was persistence. Persistence is the key. Don't give up. Don't give up, no matter what you're doing. Well, 
lot to think about, you know, and it's it's truly challenging. I mean, let's not let's not forget that. It is truly challenging being a small business owner. And you know something when you think about it, we talk about the economy. We talk about the economy. The economy is the small businesses. The economy is your community, your local community and who is there and who is supporting it. So it's very important to to be reminded of that because oftentimes we forget and again to take care of one another well we are going to take another musical break and then we're going to come back and i will be talking to janine murray executive director of sonoma county go local and we'll be talking about of course the benefits of go local but some of the challenges that she's coming across and some of the ways that go local is actually going to be helping uh businesses uh open up and uh, continue to thrive here in our county and i'm sure other counties uh, i anybody out there that you're living in a county that there is uh any frustrations or any challenges uh, as far as opening up, please make sure you email me at elainebholtz at gmail.com and make your references, you know, and I'm happy to contact these people and see if we can get them on the air. It's very important. Community means so much, and the most important thing about community is when the community talks to one another. And also, I want to do a shout-out to uh, Supervisor Susan Gorn for the job that she's doing and for sending me all the information that she has. And like I said, when we be when we come back, we'll be talking to Janine Murray. And I got the perfect song, the perfect song that I love that I found is, and it's called. Let's see, what's the name of that song? It's called "Go Local," and enjoy it. And then when we come back, we'll be talking with Janine. Sally and Bill, they grow their blueberries up on the hill. Taste so good, so fresh, so sweet. Bring them to the market for us to eat. Buy local when you can. That farmer is your neighbor and your friend. Working hard till the sun goes down to bring you the freshest fruit. Some farmers, John and Lucy, grew tomatoes big and juicy. Take them to the cannery, spaghetti sauce for you and me. Buy local when you can. That farmer is your neighbor and your friend. Working hard till the sun goes down to bring you. It ain't magic like Houdini To grow a really great zucchini A little work and tender loving care A little sunshine, water and fresh 
You know, it's really interesting when you think about when I listen to that song, you know, Ken pointed out a lot of it is talking about fruits and vegetables. But what's so interesting about Go Local, before they came on the scene, we never knew that there was a lot of local vegetables that were being sold in our supermarket. So I think it's just an amazing organization, and I'm really looking forward to talking about it. Well, welcome back. You are listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, joining me on the phone is Janine Murray, Executive Director of Sonoma County Go Local. Good morning, Janine. Good morning to you. Hello, Elaine. So glad to be on your your wonderful show. Thanks for having me. Oh, I love you. I mean, Go Local is becoming your theme song (laughs) before (laughs) before I have you on. You know, Janine, it's really interesting. You're working at home, I understand. Uh, we do have, um, uh, I can go in our office, but it is one of those times where it's, if you can do the work from home uh, and it's safer and better, why not? So we are considered an essential business because we offer media services, but we're, a, but we're such a tiny little little group that, you know, I, I can um, uh, pretty much do almost all of the work from home, especially since we're not visiting with businesses and having in-person meetings right now. Amazing how all of us had to adjust. Well, listen, Janine, I want to tell our listeners just a little bit about you before we start the interview. Janine started out as a junior high and high school teacher for several years. Then for the next decade, she managed operations and marketing at two local companies. Then spending 10 years as a Go Local co-manager and board member, she has now served as executive director. That's been quite a while now that you've been executive director. It has been, yeah, and, and part of Go Local. I really love love doing this work. I feel like it's community good, doing community good. Well, it is. You do a fabulous job. You also manage the Sustaining Technologies, LLC, and both organizations work together to provide marketing, consulting, and resources for locally owned businesses and to remind the public of the importance of going local. Janine also serves as a member of the Sonoma County Food System Alliance and plays a accordion. I love this. It plays accordion in the Hub Love uh, street band. It's so adorable when I see you and you're playing. It's just amazing. I mean, particularly since you play accordion, it's just amazing. Uh, Janine, before we start, on the Sonoma County Food System Alliance, you're still part of that, aren't you? Yes. What yeah. Is, yeah. is there a struggle going on now with food in our county or any of the counties across the uh, across oh. California? 
Absolutely. Um, I heard you mention about about local produce, and you know, first off, we are an agricultural county, but um, we import about ninety um, percent of our fruits and vegetables. So we don't we don't produce them. We really agriculturally, much of our land is is dedicated to wine grapes for hmm. export. Boy, so, that's interesting. Um, yeah, and so what's kind of fascinating is that um, it, it, people don't realize that. They think, oh, it's Sonoma County, it's such a great agricultural region. But really, as far as for, food, for, for being really secure and self-reliant of a, of, a, of, a, of a region, it would be benefit us to produce and grow more fruits and vegetables to feed ourselves. And we're starting to realize that or, you know, kind of become more sensitive to that now with, you know, the different disasters that have <laughs> that have befallen us in the past years. But, um, yeah, the farmers are, are adapting. They've been hit really hard because of um, in these in this recent month and a half because of so many restaurants closing. But there's some great farm groups that are kind of helping them to shift gears. Um, like Feed Sonoma is a is a, a, a distribution company that um, distributes produce from small farmers, and they've shifted from restaurants to making um, uh, CSA boxes, community supported agriculture boxes, where you can subscribe to get weekly or every other week um, for produce uh, for your home for cooking. So that's one way that they're helping to keep these farmers getting some revenue. That's amazing. You know, it is. I think, I mean, maybe I'm a Pollyanna sometimes, but I think no matter what happens, everything happens for the highest and greatest good to bring us into an awareness. And I had no idea that 90% of our food is shipped in, and you're absolutely right. I mean, even on our block alone, people are starting to do gardens. It's just a, yeah. it's an amazing phenomenon. Well, let's talk a little bit, let's talk a little bit about Go Local. You know, I'm proud to say that I remember when Go Local first came in here, and I mean, Ken and I were actually part of the, the founding group, which yeah. is which is, I'm always so proud of. And it's gone, I mean, you you you've just done a phenomenal job i mean you've grown it and you go into the supermarkets and and now i can identify i can see even in safeway i can see where stuff comes from local and before mm-hmm. before Lo- go local came on the scene and before it really organized as well as you have done it I, I had no awareness of that so talk about what go local is and what some of their goals are yeah go local is a co-op it's a it's a cooperative network of locally owned businesses and organizations and government agencies, all who um, are members to, they pay to join and become a member so that they can identify themselves as locally owned and be part of a community network and basically to work together to share and strengthen that message of how important it is to, um, for us to vote with our dollars every time we have to pull out our wallet, the way we spend our our hard-earned dollars, um, even small amounts, it really makes a difference. I think it always surprises me that in the United States, 70% of our spending is retail. So think about how much uh, that has slowed down in the last month and a half. But... Um, but when we choose to, when we need to buy our groceries and our other retail needs, when we choose to go local, 
those dollars tend to recirculate about three times more in the local economy, supporting local other local businesses and and um, as opposed to if we were to spend it with a non-local business. So the go local message is is really an economic message, but we but we try to make it fun and positive <laughs> instead of just talking talking economics. But how important it is to have a strong, resilient uh, uh, community and economy by keeping our dollars recirculating. Let me ask you something. That, now, you know, when I go into, let's say, Oliver's, which is a local business, or in, and, uh, of course, Safeway and, and Rayleigh's, these are all corporations. I still see they have big signs say locally grown. Is that is that helping the economy here, or helping the economy in communities that they do buy the vegetables and et cetera from locals? Well, it, that's a really good question, Elaine. And one of the things that we've done, and Oliver's has done as well, is that we define local, and we say local for for go local means Sonoma County. Now, in in the end, that's just a definition that we've chosen to create. But we also have a Go Local North Bay, so we work together with farms, and some of them might do the North Bay message to say that it's from, you know, Marin North. But at Safeway, if you're in the produce department and it says local, Safeway has their own definition of local. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but that definition is a 10-hour truck drive. So... So when you're getting local produce at Safeway, it may have come from Tijuana or, um, you know, some other, basically from from a 10-hour drive distance. So so, so more local, but but still not really in our local region. So local local has different different aspects of it is what you're saying. And I think what we've been, you know, one benefit of having a Go Local movement here is that people are becoming more aware and they're asking the questions just like you did. So what does that mean? If you just say local, does it mean that it's not from a different continent? Or does it mean, you know, what does it mean? Because a 10-hour truck drive is better. Getting an apple from Mexico is probably better than getting an apple flown in from Chile. And yet there's still an even better uh, a benefit if we got an apple from within a 60-mile radius right here in Sonoma County, you know. Well, it looks like it looks like we're heading that way because because the, the way the food supply, I mean, it, it is it is actually when you really think about it, I never realized it as impacting as it is when until I went to buy rice. And all of a sudden, I think it was about the second or third week of the pandemic that we finally went out and, went and needed to go shopping, and I couldn't find rice. And it was it was a real eye-opener to me. And then I found myself, when I finally did find rice, I find myself, I, every time I go to the store, I buy a package like I was thinking, oh, my God, i got to store this. And it's it's really, it's a very interesting time, particularly yeah. the one thing that we need more than anything is food and water, or we can't survive. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you personally know or that has come to you through the Go Local channel of some of the the challenges that people are having, particularly your small business owners. Yes, yes, and so um, really, it's boy, is it is it challenging for um, locally owned businesses, especially in the retail and personal services 
um, area. Um, you know, I loved listening to you speaking with your daughter, Susan Jensen, um, who, yes, Economy Plumbing is a Go Local member, and, you know, people still have plumbing issues, but she was, you know, people, if you've got plumbing issues, you've got to get them fixed, but even she was saying it, it has dropped off. That means that you know, even essential uh, home services, people are hesitant and participating, you know, and using them less. And now think about retail stores and getting going to get your hair cut where you can't even do that at all. Those businesses are getting just about um, very little, if not any, income right now unless they have an online website and are able to drive customers to it. So there's a lot in restaurants. Uh, also, uh, you know, if a restaurant is, you know, if they're smart and savvy with technology and have a online ordering and can pull that together, some of them are doing semi-okay, but hardly enough to pay the bills. So our locally owned businesses are, are impacted around the world so much, but right here in Sonoma County, um, we've got a lot. So one of the benefits of living here is that we have a high proportion of locally owned businesses. The downside is is that so many of them are impacted right now. And what we really need is to support them when we can. That helps our neighbors be able to, you know, stay stay there and, and survive. It's our neighbors and friends that own these and, and family <laughs> that own these businesses. Well, it's really it's really uh, problematic when you hear, particularly when you talk about personal services, because personal services already are, you know, are in a way some of them, many of them are luxuries, you know. Yeah. So there's some, and then all of a sudden they're not there, and then all of a sudden you're having your your job is being cut, and it, it's just like a domino effect, you know. Remember they yeah. talked about it's just like everything starts to move down. So it sounds like the most important thing that people can do is just pay attention to who they're doing business with, you know. Yes. To you know, to 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 think that you know that there's a, a slogan going on that we're all in this together, and being in this together means we have to support one another. Well, to talk about the supporting, I know there's a lot of uh, different uh, different bills out right now that are supporting local businesses. What do you do to help them, and what are some of the suggestions that you're making? Yes. Um, I, you know, the chambers have been doing a really good job of, and many businesses or members of chambers or, or keep a track of them, they've been doing a really good job of, of um, notifying locally owned business community about the, the um, financial assistance that's available. The Sonoma County Economic Development Board has this really good website that kind of lays out different support and resources for businesses. And so what Go Local has been focusing on is we, we say go find your chamber or go to the Economic Development Board for those resources, and we're really focusing on your presence. How can we help promote you to get your business seen so that you can get some sales and income to survive? So that's been kind of our message, which is what we sort of do anyway. So we've been sending a newsletter out to 20,000 people every week and with really good open rates that, in which just remind people about these local businesses and their special hours or their special offerings. We also remind local businesses 
to update their website, update their Facebook page, update their Google My Business page, you know, so it's easy to see what is um, available. Because it's, you know, it's far too easy to just go onto Amazon.com and get everything that you need and thinking, oh, that's nice, it's convenient. But the downside is, is absolutely none of those those dollars stay in Sonoma County. Um, well, also, also one of the things that, that I'm finding uh, as I float around is a lot of the local places, they're very, very careful and very caring about how they let people in and how they're sanitizing everything. And I think it's also important that people recognize that you watch what, what different stores are doing. You're going to notice yes. the local people are a little bit more attentive on some levels. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just very interesting to me. Yeah. Well, how how are they responding? I mean, when when you say update, update, how it, do people find this challenging, or do they meet the challenge? Or now that we have time at home, are they doing it? What 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 yeah. do you what what kind of movement do you see happening with small businesses? I think the biggest challenge is that is that biz, small business owners usually tend to wear a whole bunch of different hats, and you can absolutely relate to this, Elaine is you have to do it all. You have to provide the service. You've got to manage your budget. You've got to pay the bills. And you've got to (laughs) figure out how to pay the rent. And then you've got to market your business. So um, I definitely um, reach out to businesses and try to just say, here, here's how we can make it easy. This is one, here's the one thing that maybe you could do this week that might help just to kind of keep it simple. Um, because it, it's it's important to to be clear where, what the status of your business is because there's so much unknown. Also, you know what's what's interesting. What I found in my when I worked in the corporate world, one of the things that I found very interesting and very very uh, really helps to generate the business is that you have these old you have you have your customer list. Call them up, see how they are. Let them know yeah. that you're. Let them know that you're open, and say, "Come on down." Maybe a five percent discount. I mean, there's just all kinds of ways that we can do it. And it sounds like it sounds like you've got your you've got your hand on the pulse, and that you're helping people do that. And I I just want to do a shout out for you and for all the people that are working. I know I'm I'm also a part of Go Local, so is KBBF, and it's just it's an amazing organization. And I want to thank you for all you do. And we are coming to the end of this segment. Time goes by too fast when we're having some fun. So why don't you, any last words, any last words of advice, encouragement, and also, above all, how they can get a hold of you, your website, and any other thing else that you'd like to say. Absolutely. Um, You know, we all need, we all got to eat, right? (laughs) And so if we can, let's go to a locally owned grocery store and support them while we get our food. It's really, it creates a win-win situation because we need some things. We, we need certain things. I'd love to get everything out of my garden, but um, we've got to go to the store once in a while. Let's go to local businesses when we can. And to give you an idea, you can go to golocal.coop. That's golocal.coop. And we even we have a, a go local list that where you can visit and see different businesses by by their different categories. There's also uh, online. You can find which businesses offer services online. There's just an easy little button you can click for that. And businesses that offer gift cards. This is a different time for gift giving. We don't get to go into a store and browse, but we can still go to a locally owned store or support a locally owned store by by giving someone a gift card for their for their uh, you know some special event. 
So um, going to golocal.coop and remembering that your every, every action matters. Every daily act makes a difference in making the world a better place. And we all, we all got to pitch in right now. Yeah, we're all in this together, you know, like yeah. I was, I said at the beginning when we were coming down here and I looked at the clouds and I looked at how beautiful and hopefully the rain comes and I thought, what a mystery we live in and we are, we are part of the human race and we are part of a community and, and I want to thank you for helping make it better. And thank you so much for coming on to Women's Spaces and I look forward to talking again and if there's anything that you feel is important that people need to know, please do not hesitate to let me know. Thank you so much for your wonderful work that you do, Elaine. Well, thank you, too, Janine. All right. Wow, what a show today. I mean, I really hope people paid attention. You know, there's a lot of good stuff going on in our community. You know, we can get depressed. We can feel down. We can feel, oh, my God, when is this going to end? But the bottom line is we're all in this together, and it is going to end. It always ends. Things do pass. You know, I thought I would just, you know, I just thinking to myself, you know, we're coming to the we're coming to the end of the show, and there's, you know, we had just have a few minutes. What it, what when does it end, Ken? It's thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. So this is Elaine B. Holt. You've been listening to Women's Spaces. I want to thank Susan Jensen from Economy Plumbing for giving us an update on what small businesses are all about and what challenges they're facing, and also to Janine Murray uh, from Go Local. Uh, thank you so much for all that you're doing to try to educate people and try to keep our local businesses in business. And like I always say, if you go to the website www womenspaces.com you'll find all the information all the website this is Elaine B. Holt you've been listening to Women's Spaces thank you so much for listening and I look forward to being with you the next time is you. the previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday May 18th 2020